0: What is up? Level Up Nation and welcome to the Thursday February 10th edition of Level Up Live. Your home for gaming and esports news brought to you by OTN Media. My name is Fiasco. You can call me John. I am joined as always by the man the myth the legend himself, the king of the courtside, the courtside king. You can call him Joey. What's up, buddy? How you doing today?
1: John, I am doing all right. Yesterday felt like Thursday, so today felt like Friday, and it's not Friday. So I'm a little upset, but at the same point, we do have Level Up tonight, so that is exciting. Uh, No interview on this week's episode. We are taking a quick break from interviews. We'll probably be back with those next week. So this is going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, We did have some good news to cover, though. Nintendo Direct happened this past week, so we'll be diving into that, as well as some other topics we'll talk about a bit later, John. But I'm excited. It is Thursday. It's not Friday. Again, a little disappointed on that front, but the Level Up front, very excited for
0: yeah, I'll be honest. Today felt like a Monday, and I was not happy about it. Um, I actually came home from a work. Monday. Yeah, I came home from work and I fell asleep on my couch because I was so freaking exhausted after today. It was the second half of today was an absolute disaster. But that is that is for a different podcast that talks about adulting and how much it sucks. Uh, but, Nation, something that does not suck is Level Up Live social media content. It is spicy. So, make sure you check it out on Twitter and Facebook at Level Up Live. That is at LVLUP Live. If you're watching the show, if you're listening to the show, you should be following it as well. Again, it is at LVLUP Live. And while you're on Twitter, follow your favorite or least favorite hosts. Joey's at Courtside King, myself is at Fiasco. If you're watching here live on Twitch, those handles are right below the mugshots, webcams, whatever you want to call them. Our uh, handles are there for you as well. If you're listening to the podcast version of the show, they'll be in the show notes for you below. And Nation, uh, obviously the best place still and always will be to watch the show while while it's taped live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash OTN Media on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. But have no fear if you're unable to catch the live show, we do have the podcast version as well. Level Up Podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And since you're listening to the podcast version, uh, why not leave us a review? Reviews do go a long way in helping uh, give us the feedback that we like to make the show what you, our listeners and viewers, want the most. So we do appreciate all feedback we get there as well. And then calling all super fans, if you want to take your, uh, your fandom of OTN and what we do here uh, to the next level, you want to level up your fandom, you can go to patreon.com slash OTN. I saw that wink, Joey. That was a little weird. Uh, So you can go to patreon.com slash OTN and consider leveling up your fandom today. Uh, Joey, other than winking awkwardly into the camera, uh, what are we talking about today on Level Up?
1: I mean, I just always appreciate when someone else uses a pun, and John, you just used that one marvelously. It just slid right in there. Beautiful stuff. Leveling up your pun content as well there. Um, But overall, not a ton on the news. A little bit of a slower week after the last couple monumental weeks, it's felt like. We had the Nintendo Direct yesterday, February 9th. Uh, That one ran about 40 minutes, so quite a bit to touch on in there. Then we had a blog post from Microsoft's Brad Smith. It's a little wordy, and it's a little crazy, but overall, it's going to lead to some big changes in the industry uh, as far as revenue sharing goes with the Microsoft Store and what that could look like pushing on other gaming stores, uh, as well as some clarification on the Call of Duty front as well. From there, we have a couple marquee releases coming up. Horizon Forbidden West for the PlayStation players as well as Elden Ring for just about everyone unless you own a Switch uh, and no other consoles or PC alongside it. Then we are going to dive into a couple updates with some major patches to some MMOs. We have WoW in the news and Destiny 2, both with big expansions coming out very soon. We're going to look at a couple trades and roster moves in esports and wrap up today's show in under an hour, probably closer to the 45-minute mark today, guys. All right, chat. Uh, if you're watching here live on Twitch, your job
0: is to remind Joey to stop around the 45 minute mark. Uh, we have a very <laughs> bad habit of setting it of of setting a time goal and blowing straight past it.
1: And not we've by been like- very good. We've hit 80 85 <laughs> on calculations for our last 20 episodes, so we have a very very good record at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, with interviews, we tend to go a little bit over, uh, and we've done that a f- couple times the last few weeks, but. We've kept to our 90-minute mark pretty, pretty well here in 2022.
0: 90-minute mark. Well, we'll have a discussion about that a little bit here later. Uh, Joey, we have our topics, but it's time for our drink of choice. Uh, I have a guess of what you're drinking. It's either going to be water or something from the unofficial sponsor of uh, the Courtside King, uh, Aslan Beer. Uh, So I'm going to have to ask you, sir, uh, what is your Aslan Beer for today?
1: Ah, very good guess. Uh, I am going with water, though. I just popped some leave for my wrist before the show. Oh. So I figured I wouldn't cocktail it with alcohol this time. We're going to play it a little bit safe.
0: Joey, you've got to level up your pain relief. Pain pills and alcohol are always a <laughs> great combination. That is completely false. Do not listen to that. That is not medical advice. That is nothing. Just ignore that last part. Joey, just do it next time. And, and just don't know. <laughs> it's okay, Joey. Um, I am... Uh, i'm rocking this is funny it's coke zero and a pepsi glass uh which i feel like is gonna like cause a rift in the space-time continuum or something um oh very very awkward out there but anywho yeah you have your water i have my coke zero and a pepsi glass uh yeah we'll 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 see how that happens we'll see how that works but joey we have our topics we have our beverages let's hop right into let's get
1: into gaming e-sports news let's go Absolutely. Hoping not to rip anything into that space-time continuum tonight, but there's a lot to cover, John, as you said. Uh, First and foremost, though, just to give you guys a heads up, we do have a couple articles coming, some this week, some next week. Uh, One, hopefully dropping tomorrow, is an indie article that I wrote, and John made an awesome graphic for. Uh, It looks very cool. Uh, We put that together. That should be dropping tomorrow, assuming it gets through editing in time. Uh, It's 20 indie games to look forward to here in 2022. Most of them have not released yet, so plenty still to look forward to. A little bit later than we originally anticipated, um, but that should be dropping tomorrow for those interested in that. With that being said, I think we are good to jump into Nintendo, John. I do own a Switch. I know you don't own a Switch at the moment. Uh, Nintendo's had some up and down times. Uh, As far as console sales, it's done phenomenally. When it comes to games, some have been hits, a lot of them in the tone of Mario and Zelda and your classic kind of Don- or Donkey Kong, any like Nintendo-based IPs have done typically pretty well. Uh, outside of that, they've been hit or miss here and there on other games. This one in particular seems to be a very good year coming for Nintendo. Here in 2022, we have a lot to look forward to. Kicking off the direct, they did it with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. For those that remember it from 2019, Fire Emblem Three Houses was super popular, did very well overall. Pulled in a lot of players. Uh, a lot of new players to the Fire Emblem IP as well as a lot of returning players. Overall, very popular game. Uh, and in the end, it landed pretty well with critics as well. This seems to be a spin-off of that game. So again, not a full-fledged mainline title per se, um, but it will be taking place in that same universe and it will be building upon some of those stories that we saw in Three Houses. Uh, Fire Emblem, John, we know is a popular franchise. I expect this one to land pretty well as well.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot of hype around this as well. Um, I believe uh, one of our streamers on OTN streams a lot of Fire Emblem as well. Uh, So uh, it'll be kind of cool to see this content when it does come out, uh, because like you said, it's a very popular title. Uh, So super excited to see more additional content.
1: Absolutely. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. It is going to launch June 24th of 2022 for those interested. This next game's coming a little bit earlier, Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. John, I don't know if you played it back in the day. I think it was Nintendo DS. It could have even been Game Boy, um, but I want to say it was DS. The original Advance Wars games came out there, uh, similar to Final Fantasy Tactics in the sense you are moving units on these smaller battlefields, trying to get situational advantages over your opponent. I'm a big fan of tactics games. I love to see and watch them play out, find the bonuses where needed, get resources as need be, this being one of the more simplistic-based ones. I love the idea of remasters, and I'm glad we're getting a new one. Any other thoughts on Advance Wars? Did you ever play the original Advance Wars at all? I did not, no. Wow. Typical. Typical, typical. I'm not even
0: familiar with this game at all. By the way, I completely missed the Nintendo Direct yesterday. Um, (laughs) You know, it's just kids look um when 18 hits it hits hard uh and if you have a job it really really hits hard and it really really sucks because you can't keep up to date with everything and then you quickly realize 24 hours is not enough hours in a day uh it does suck a little bit uh so yeah um i will hopefully get around to that a little bit later joey
1: <laughs> absolutely we're not gonna dive too much into the ports on this one i uh, just to give you guys a heads up of some of them no man's sky heading to nintendo switch Uh, We do have a Star Wars game in Star Wars The Force Unleashed heading over there. Uh, Might have an article up on that one here come next week, probably. Uh, Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection also heading over there and a few others. So again, we're going to stick more at the Nintendo specific stuff on this particular show just for the sake of time. Um, But a number of really cool ports heading over the Switch's direction as well. Next up, in terms of Nintendo IP, Mario is once again hitting a sport field, and this time it is a virtual pitch, John. Mario Striker's Battle League is headed to Nintendo Switch. This has been a game I have been wanting for, it feels like I've been asking for this for Nintendo Directs for two to three years now. I absolutely loved it on the Wii. Mario Strikers, the original, was tons of fun. Lots of cool combinations of characters you could play alongside his teammates. Uh, The goal mechanic in that game was you actually pointed the Wii mode at the screen and tried to click when balls were coming. And depending on how high the meter was, there would be more balls coming at faster paces. It was crazy, and it was fun, and it was different. It was a unique take on soccer that's not copy and pasted FIFA every single year. So, hence the new one. Now on the Switch, getting a new look at this. You don't have the Wii Motes, so I don't know exactly how goaltending is necessarily going to work in this one. But it looks like a good variety of characters. You guys are seeing some on screen. Those are here live with us on Twitch. Uh, You get some cool little ultimate abilities that come in, uh, which is what I was talking about. That would shoot a bunch of different goals or balls at the goal, rather. Uh, It sounds like in this game it'll shoot two or it'll score two if you end up doing that. So I don't know if it's automatic, if there's a chance for a block. Uh, Regardless, I love Mario Sport games. Not a fan of the Mario Olympics games or Mario vs. Sonics or whatever those Olympic games were, Um, but Mario Tennis I thought was good. Mario Golf looks pretty good. I haven't played it myself since the original, Um, but I do think Mario Strikers is going to land well, and I'm excited for a change of pace in the soccer sports genre.
0: Can we just talk about how Bowser's over here using his hands in the middle of the game, and then how uh, Mario just got hip-checked into an electric fence and was electrocuted
1: mid-game? Isn't it great? Hello? Like can you imagine doing this to like panicking Pat? It's gonna be so <laughs> entertaining. And <laughs> you know how much so FIFA tilts him? Imagine being thrown into an electric fence.
0: This is so ch- <laughs> guys, stop hip checking me into an electric fence. It's a red card. Stop it. Oh,
1: <laughs> ah, I can't wait till he listens to this later. <laughs> He's gonna be um, like, John,
0: that impression was horrible. <laughs>
1: was on point. Um on but point, yeah, yeah, I think this looks like fun. And you and I are both people who've played plenty of soccer games. We've casted FIFA before, we've played our fair share. Uh, interested in what Pez is doing, interested in UFL, but kind of taking a step away from that simulation soccer, I think this more arcade style could land pretty well in today's day and age. Moving to our next one, we have Splatoon 3, Salmon Run, Next Wave. Uh, I don't quite understand exactly what all is going on here with Splatoon. It sounds like it's going to land in the summer. Uh, Overall, this is going to be a new multiplayer arena. Um, It's an arena-based game, but rather what we're seeing is some of the new stages, some of the new combat mechanics that are involved into this one overall. I never played Splatoon 1 or 2. I'm not sure if you have. Um, But it's kind of you're painting different parts of the field to end up winning. Painting your opponent, painting the field out in your team's colors the way I understand it. It was meant to be Nintendo's big foray into eSports, since they seem to ignore the Smash scene here and there, unfortunately. Um, But this was kind of going to be their big jump. This was going to be their arena mode that's going to be their Halo, their Quake, uh, their Overwatch, per se, and see what it ends up looking like. Unfortunately, it didn't land as well on the eSports level, but it does still have a pretty good following on the Nintendo Switch. So I'm cautiously curious to see what Splatoon 3 looks like when it lands.
0: Look, Joey. The only painting I do is the painting with the blood of my enemies in Halo. Um, I don't paint the field with anything else other than that. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It looks cool. It, it's definitely a kid-friendly version of these types of games, and, and it makes sense. I mean, that that's that's Nintendo's bread and butter here. Um, you know, finding a way to take a violent game mode and and make it kid-friendly, and I feel like they did that here with with paint um, and you know, a lot of parents are going to be happy with it. I think the game looks interesting. Uh, Again, not having a Nintendo Switch makes it very difficult to really experience this game firsthand. Um, But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. It it looks cool, but uh, yeah, painting.
1: And I do just want to clarify, because the term arena shooter is thrown around often. To me, arena shooters are something where you're picking up guns and equipment on the map like a Halo, like a Quake. Uh, I know Call of Duty calls itself an arena shooter, I would not call it an arena shooter. I'm not sure what the case is with Splatoon is why I want to clarify this. I don't know if guns are picked up or if everything is just there in your inventory from the get-go. At chat, you could probably answer this. Um, but with that clarification, just before Nixia jumps in here and yells at me, uh, if things are not picked up on the map, it is not an arena shooter in our book.
0: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine in Splatoon is you're not picking up a gun, you're picking up like which auto paintbrush you pick up? Like well, whether it's like, like like fine bristles or right. right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It shoots in different patterns and it everything. Oh, oh, yeah. it's like, oh,
0: this one is for pastel colors. It's great.
1: Hey, it could be, You could be onto <laughs> something, to be honest. That could be future
0: DLC. Don't give them too many ideas. I'll tell you what, Nintendo, you can uh, PayPal me at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next up, PayPal let's there. talk Disney Speedstorm. This is an intriguing one, Uh, we have Mario Kart, it's giant on Nintendo, it has always been giant, regardless of what generation of Nintendo, it has always landed very well. Uh, Nintendo Speed, or Disney Speedstorm rather, is a different take on that. Very similar to Mario Kart in the sense you're racing in these kart-like vehicles, you're picking up power-ups, picking up weapons as you go along these various tracks. Except, instead of just Nintendo IP, like your Donkey Kongs, your Marios, all that good stuff, you're also throwing in a bunch of Disney stuff. So you get your Toy Story action. You get all of those legendary Disney IPs kind of mixed into this particular game. Uh, I don't know who all is included on the roster or how big this roster could be. Uh, If I'm Nintendo, I make this a game that I support for a very long time. I mean, just Disney's IPs are so wealthy. You can have so many different character packs that come out with this. And that seems to be the direction they're taking Mario Kart as well. There were rumors of a Mario Kart 9 at one point. I keep hearing that they're going to keep keep pushing it back because of how well mario kart 8 is doing like it has sold so well for so many years now and they're like why stop it from selling and i think they're now going the dlc route Uh, based on what we heard here they're going to sell paid dlc and to me that's brilliant on nintendo's part sure you can sell another mario kart game at some point but if you can charge someone five to ten bucks for dlc courses just here and there throw a new character in there are people that would pay so much money just to get like a pikachu in that game to be honest So why not just sell them the microtransactions? Nintendo people are okay with it. Do I like microtransactions? No, just to be clear. Uh, I'm sure John feels the same way in most cases, even though uh, League of Legends has tickled his fancy in that department per se. Um, But overall, I just feel like this is a direction that... I'm not a big live service game person, but if we're going to take one, I feel like games like Mario Kart and Disney, instead of asking me to pay $60 for a new one a couple years down the road... Uh, It is a different way that they could go. So I'm somewhat hesitantly excited for Disney Speedstorm here.
0: I mean, Disney's buying everything up. So, I mean, it's just a matter of time before your favorite non-Disney character is snatched up by Disney and added to the game. So, I mean, it makes sense.
1: You're not wrong. Definitely not wrong. Uh, Next up on our list is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, I think this one looks really good, John. It has those classic Mario vibes of Mario 64 and some of those older Mario games like Mario Galaxy. Just you're mixing it up. You're throwing Kirby in as your main hero or hero, heroine. Uh, I'm not actually sure what Kirby's classified as, um, but you're your big, nice pink ball that's just going to go ahead and do some winning here. Uh, there's some very odd things that happen in this trailer, some transformations, obviously, associated with Kirby. He can suck things in and become them or gather powers based on what he's swallows um within the game so there's a lot going on like as you see here on screen he's going to suck in a car and then become like a big pink kirby car thing uh, a lot of different angles they could take overall with this game and i'm curious to see where it goes but as far as kind of jumping further into the kirby ip something we really haven't seen as much in recent years i think this is going to be a good foray into it and it looks like a lot of fun for a platformer let me just
0: say this i freaking love kirby Kirby games are great. Loved playing them as a kid. Still enjoy playing them now. Um, I actually still have a Kirby game for my Game Boy Color. Yeah. Yeah, that's old. Um, it's awesome. I still love playing it to this day. Kirby is such a great character. And the fact that he just sucked a car in uh, just blows my mind. It, I, um, A Kirby car, or as they call it, car mouth. Um, I don't vending mouth where kirby is a vending machine that shoots out cans that's a that's a thing cone mouth these sound like horrible diseases that need penicillin to treat them. <laughs> scissor lift i mean mouth. he is pink I mean, yeah i mean there you go uh ring mouth and this is just very disturbing light bulb mouth i can't take this seriously anymore this is absolutely nuts i want this game joey i need to borrow your uh Nintendo Switch, when this comes out,
1: it does look like a lot of fun. It looks very unique, very different. So I'm excited to see Kirby once again make his way to the big screen, per se, of the Nintendo Switch. Next up, just to hit on a couple of them, we have some great Japanese ports, remasters, and all that goodness coming in Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition. And that's making its way over to Nintendo Switch, uh, as well as PlayStation and Xbox. For that one, you have Kelowna. Uh, coming over as well, I believe, as a port. Portal is one of those Nintendo Switch games also finding its way over as a port. And then another Japanese one in Live a Live. Uh, This one's pretty popular. It's an HD2D remake coming to the Nintendo Switch here. This one's dropping in July, July 22nd. A lot of people pretty hyped about this one. This was one of the particular trailers throughout the showcase that ended up pulling in the most views uh, and most feedback on social media. So definitely worth checking that out. Uh, live a live or live a live. Not 100% sure how it's pronounced, um, but definitely worth checking out. What about Then live we alive? had Wii Sports back in the day. What is it? Live a live? What about
0: live alive?
1: live? Uh, it could be that. Live a live. You live when you're it, alive. It could be. Yeah. How about that? it could be it's a very way weird way of spelling that but it definitely could be (laughs) and there is some kind of translation going on there right so you never know uh we back on the Wii. we had wii sports Uh, john and i never had the chance to do some bowling or tennis together on there but i'm sure it's been quite the sight to behold Uh, we now have the nintendo switch edition and nintendo switch sports making its way over uh some of the game modes returning I don't remember exactly which ones, but they are adding some new ones in here as well. Volleyball being one of those new ones. Uh, we got to see a little bit of a showcase of that during the event. The full trailer is about three minutes long, so they go over a couple of things going on there. But it does look like a worthy successor to what we originally had in Wii Sports.
0: Joey, do you remember when Wii Sports came out, all the injuries that were reported in the news from people like trying to serve the ball in tennis so hard that like they throw their shoulder out? Cause they're just really waving at like thin air. Uh, I love Wii sports. I I love Nintendo sports. I I think they're just like, they're so basic and fundamental, but like they don't require a very high skill curve to, to play the game. Well, it's a very good family game. Uh, I I just, I I love it. I, I love everything about Nintendo sports. Um, Oh, Okay um you can you can yeah i
1: missed that during the showcase hello Uh,
0: so so one of the joy cons you can strap to your leg to kick in soccer uh so it's still like using that nintendo wii uh motion controller motion kind of thing which was great because you know that really helped advance you know different ways of, of accessibility for people not just in games but also to uh help uh you know rehab and recovery uh, for fine motor skills coming back from an injury or uh, you know, any kind of a medical condition where a person may be uh, uh, you know, d- disabled for a little bit and they're kind of like working their way back. Um, I know a lot of uh, senior living homes use the Wii to help uh, their residents stay active uh, and moving around. Um, so I-, I love the idea that the Switch is still uh, moving forward in that same direction. It's really going to benefit a lot of people. Um, bowling's back, which is great. Uh, I have a friend that bowls a three hundred in that every single freaking time in Nintendo Wii and it really ticks me off. So I don't play with them anymore. Uh but nonetheless, I think it looks great. I'm super excited for it.
1: Very excited. And it's one of those casual games as well. Like some of these other games are a little bit more intensive, require a little bit more skill. While this one does require skill, it's one of those games that can be accessed by, like you said, seniors, it can be accessed by smaller children. It has a lot of variety of age groups that it definitely hits. Moving through these next ones quickly, we have a new demo available as of yesterday for Triangle Strategy. This is a game that looks pretty sick. It has got some cool, unique, artistic, uh, really graphic and art style coming to it. Uh, it is going to be landing on the Switch in March, and now you can play through up to Chapter 3 through the demo. Additionally, Metroid Dread is getting a free update. Uh, This was a game of the year contender last year. Uh, This one's interesting. It's got a couple free updates coming, but this one in particular is going to add a new rookie and dread difficulty. So they're going to add a new lower difficulty mode for those that maybe found it a little bit too hard originally, and then a very, very difficult mode for those who thought it might be a little too easy and they want more of a challenge. Uh, In that particular mode, I believe you can not take a single hit. So if you go out there, you take one hit, you have to restart the whole level. Uh, that to me sounds absolutely dreadful to go along with the dread difficulty name. I would probably cry playing that, but I'm sure some people will take it on and have a great time.
0: Uh, so look out for the OTN stream of Joey crying. Yeah. Except crying it'll Jack.
1: never end because I'll never get past it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an absolute nightmare. Uh, Not on the Nightmare side, we have Earthbound. It's actually happening. Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are coming to Nintendo Switch Online. So that's similar to the new membership model that they said they're going to bring some older games to. If you subscribe at that higher tier, it sounds like they're going to continue to add more and more games to that as we go. Those are the next two on the list. Then Mario Kart, we already mentioned it, but it is getting DLC. The Booster Course Pack, as they call it, includes tracks from across the history of the Mario Kart franchise. We're looking at a total of 48 new courses being added in waves at eight at a time. So over the course of these while buying this pass, we'll get you these eight courses every single time they end up releasing. Uh, 48 in total, so lots of goodness mixed in there as well. Then last but not least, Sean, bringing us to the end of our Nintendo Switch coverage, unless Chad has some questions they want to ask. We have Xenoblade Chronicles 3. This was the One More Thing announcement. It was rumored back late in 2020. A lot of people thinking it was going to appear at the Game Awards under Jeff Keighley. Unfortunately, not making its presentation there, but it did slide its way in here. We can play this one on stream. Uh, It definitely has some of those Breath of the Wild-esque vibes from at least the the screenshots of trailers and such we're seeing. Uh, It also has a lot of that Japanese culture mixed into it as well um, from those designers xenoblade is a popular franchise it's always been doing well from one and two and i think three is going to end up delivering as well from what we saw so far
0: yeah the, the, the game looks amazing uh the the artistic style in it looks absolutely fabulous
1: yeah it is definitely a pretty one to look out for uh, and we do have a date as well this one is set to be coming later in the fall of this year september 2022 chat or john anything else to say about the nintendo direct that needs to be discussed before we move on overall i thought it was 40 minutes of pretty good content sure there were some games that didn't quite interest me as much as others but as far as hitting those nintendo games giving us an idea of some of the cooler indie third party games coming mixing it all up and actually throwing some dates in i thought they did a pretty good job overall
0: uh the one i like it's obviously not a nintendo exclusive it's a port Uh, And I know we weren't going to talk about it, but I do have to throw it out there. The Force Unleashed uh, coming to the Switch is absolutely fantastic. It's one of the uh, better Star Wars games out there, especially on the uh, older scale of of Star Wars games. Uh, If you're not familiar with it, uh, you get to play Darth Vader's Apprentice. Uh, So it's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, definitely check it out. If you have a uh, switch, I think it's a lot of fun. If you're a star Wars fan, you've never played the uh, original uh, when it was out like eons ago. uh, This is a really cool opportunity to check out a really, really cool star Wars game.
1: Absolutely. And where there's one, there's probably going to be a second. So you can probably bank on the sequel coming soon as well. Uh, The last one I want to hit on OG flavor town and chat mentions it breath of the wild Two. everyone wants this breath of the wild sequel. Uh, I was originally told it was supposed to launch in 2020, around holiday 2020, and then because of COVID, the developers ended up getting somewhat around a year behind their timeline, so then everyone's thinking holiday 2021, and then that passed, and we never saw it drop, so now we're into 2022, so people are like, maybe it drops this year, maybe 2022. I hope it does, for all of us, I really hope it does. Uh, I think a Breath of the Wild sequel will be awesome when it eventually comes out. It's been teased, we know it's in development, we just don't know when it's going to come, Uh, I think there's a good chance that it comes this year, but given Nintendo and given how this game has worked, I could also see being delayed to 2023. Uh, We do know of two remasters in the works. Uh, Twilight Princess has a remaster coming to Switch HD. It hasn't been officially announced yet. And there's also a remaster of Wind Waker from the GameCube. Um, Both of those should be making their way over sometime later this year. So with those two coming and ready and available, they could be used as a teaser, kind of like a red carpet to set up. breath of the wild sequel uh later in the year or they could end up taking that holiday spot this year and then we end up seeing breath of the wild come later on in 2023 really don't know at the moment but yeah that is the big question out there og flavor town you're not the only one asking everyone is very curious where that sequel is anything else on that front good sir nope looks good sweet Moving on, not going to take too much time touching on this one. Microsoft's Brad Smith recently posted a blog detailing major changes coming to the Microsoft Store on both PC and console, as well as further clarifying the company's stance around the Call of Duty franchise. Just to dive into a couple points of this, you guys can read the full blog post. I'll post it here in chat. Um, It is long and it's a little wordy, um, but just to look at a couple things, this is a big one for a lot of Call of Duty players out there. To be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of an existing agreement with Activision. End quote. Then it goes on and begins a new quote here, and we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. He continues to go on and say, we are also interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform we believe this is the right thing for the industry, for gamers, and for our business. Now, John, we both know there's a lot of corporate speak out there when it comes to these things. This is a big, big billion-dollar agreement, $70 billion around, somewhere around that number when this thing finalizes, and that's a lot of money. And regulators are looking at this. It's the FTC reviewing it. They've increased their stance against big tech companies. So Microsoft does have to play a little safe here. They have to play a little bit nice with the competition, per se. Uh, do I think they stand by this? I do. I was always in the mindset that Call of Duty is going to stay multi-platform. I don't think everything will. I think they'll keep Blizzard games over there. I think we'll see a lot of stuff like Call of Duty continue to be on there, Warzone especially. Uh, when it comes to those new IPs, like the new survival game from Blizzard... I would be stunned if that gets published on PlayStation. I think new IPs will be exclusive to Xbox consoles and PC, but I really didn't have too much fear of Call of Duty not getting published over there. At the same point, people make the argument you spend $70 billion, you stop publishing on competing platforms, competing platforms rather. Uh, in the end, at least based on this document, based on this blog post, and based on the filings we've seen so far to the FCC, it does seem like Call of Duty will. One, pay attention to the agreement already in place with Sony for the next three Call of Duty titles. But then after that, it will continue to publish over there and possibly on the Nintendo Switch as well in the future.
0: Yeah, I I think the big thing here is that a lot of people were freaking out about Call of Duty not being available on the PS5 console going forward. And and that makes sense. When it comes to everything else uh, that Blizzard really does, I mean, it's available on PC. And Blizzard was originally a, a... pretty much pc focused studio like a lot of their their content was primarily made for pc Uh, obviously overwatch that's probably still i mean i have no doubt that that's if overwatch 2 ever does come out um will still be supported on on every single platform out there just because of the nature of the game um but yeah i I think i'm with you Joe. i think if the new survival game comes out and is on uh is on playstation i'd be stunned with that as well Um, Mainly just because I'm pretty sure of it being primarily a PC game. Um, It may get a a console port out to Xbox, um, but I would be shocked if it actually does make it out to to the console. I I think it's going to be PC-centric, like a lot of uh, Blizzard's content was in the past. Um, I, I don't see that changing, but then again, Microsoft could definitely get their fingers involved. And say, hey, look, we we want to make this and port it out to to the Xbox, and that makes complete sense as well. Uh, there are some games that I have questions about how well they would do on a console, on like on an Xbox. But regardless of that, um, yeah, I think it's great that Call of Duty will continue to be on both consoles. That being the big red flag during the whole announcement, uh, you know, will it still be on both consoles? And I'm glad to hear it is. Um, you know, I'll you know, I'll be honest. Even if they said they wouldn't or they would revisit it after the next three, I don't think that would change how the FCC rules on this i I would be I would be stunned if this deal does not go through uh, just because Microsoft is is one of those organizations that would not make this announcement if they didn't do their due diligence. and like the more we've learned about this, you know this sounds like it's been a six seven, eight month negotiation process with activision blizzard they've got their lawyers involved their legal teams involved i would be stunned if it doesn't go through uh but then again anything can happen um but yeah i think call of duty was really the only big question mark everything else will still be available on pc and that doesn't really bother playstation fans in my opinion
1: Absolutely agree. I do think some PlayStation fans are a little bothered by that. But at the same point, I do think Call of Duty will remain over there. So I don't think they're going to have to have too many concerns either. Uh, The second part of this blog, and we won't dive too much into it now, but this is going to be the even bigger part in a sense of the milestones that we'll see it continue to build as we go. They're looking at redoing their app store. So this means the Microsoft Store on PC and the Microsoft Store on Xbox. On Xbox, they currently get, I think it's a 30% cut is what both Xbox and PlayStation pull in from developers, which is pretty big uh, compared to what we see in certain other platforms. And when we look at this overall, we look at the landscape of currently stuff going on between Epic and Apple and Epic and Google alongside Fortnite and the microtransactions involved there. There's a lot of back and forth, a lot of money being thrown around and a lot of big cases out there as a result. Uh, Microsoft's looking to get ahead of it, John. They think changes are going to be coming and are going to be forced in that area. And they're hoping to be the ones to kind of set that new pace moving forward. uh, And also maybe strike at Apple and Google as well along the way. Looking at a lot of these things, we're not going to go through every single one, um, but under developer choice in general, and I think this is a big one, especially for people who don't necessarily like the way that Apple and Google run their mobile stores, uh, Microsoft is looking to not require developers in their app store to longer use their payment system. This is big. This is saying, hey, Fortnite, hey, Epic Games. You can bypass our payment system completely for your microtransactions and take 100% of what you're trying to pull in. So what Epic tried to pull against Apple and Google, Microsoft will now allow within their stores both on PC and Xbox. Uh, That to me is a game-changing moment. Again, kind of buried in a bigger blog post here, but that could end up really sending shifts throughout the whole industry on a console level, on a PC level, on a mobile game level. Uh, really putting developers forward. And again, some of this could be corporate speak, but putting a statement out there like this, that you're moving in this direction and being a trillion dollar company doing that, I think this is probably the start of a shift of the industry.
0: Yeah, it's huge. It's it's absolutely massive, uh, especially for uh, some of these indie titles, these studios that don't have a lot of funding behind it, uh, where literally every penny counts. So uh, I I think it's great for them that they're going to be able to collect uh, through their own payment methods for their in-game purchases without any percentage being cut by Microsoft uh, or any other party. I think it's great. Um, I think it's a massive move in the right direction. Uh, and it, like, like you said, Joey, I agree 100 percent. It's going to shake the industry up for the better. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for it.
1: Absolutely. Lots of good stuff there. From there, though, John, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see how that ends up affecting court cases. We're going to slide into some marquee releases. i uh, not going to touch too big on many of these because a lot of them we will have another show before they actually land. We just want to make sure everyone has a heads up, and I'm sure John wants to touch a little bit on that WoW patch as well. Nah. Coming for the games, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to award-winning Horizon Zero Dawn, is set to launch on PS4 and PS5 consoles on February 18th. So I believe that's not this Friday, but the upcoming Friday after that is when that one will land. Uh, I'm expecting a really high critical score on this one. I would say above 89, so I'm thinking somewhere in that 90 to 93 range, maybe. Uh, It looks like a beautiful game. I think they built upon the original pretty well. Uh, The original I wanted to love, but it still never hit for me. I need to go back and finish playing it. Um, But I do have high hopes once again for this one. And then voted most anticipated game of 2022 at a number of award shows, including the Game Awards. Elden Ring um, from From Software, is set to launch just a little bit later on February 25th. And that one I'm also expecting pretty high praise for, John. Uh, I don't know if you'll be playing either of these games either, um, but I think they're pretty high on your radar as far as things to look forward to.
0: Yeah, look forward to, yes, play them, probably not. Um, I do technically still own a PS4, so uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is a possibility. Um, But the biggest problem is, is these games are made for next-gen consoles, um, which means they don't run very well on past-generation consoles. Uh, so it would not provide a great experience. Uh, thank you, Cyberpunk, for making me question every <laughs> choice I buy for a last-gen console now. Um, yeah, so I'll probably be watching streams on that because finding a PS5 is really difficult still. And uh, uh, yo, Joey, uh, fun fact, our our friend, uh, yeah, he, I don't think he tunes in anymore, uh, uh, B-Riddle Me This, you should know who <laughs> that is, uh, purchased a PlayStation 5. And hey. it will be uh, delivered on Valentine's Day. Uh, he actually tweeted out, he goes, uh, first Valentine's Day in a long time that he's going to be single, but it's fine because PlayStation 5 is going to bring him that love that he so deserves, which was very yeah. precious and sick. Um, for so, the sound of
1: things, it'll be <laughs> nice and warm, too, the way it it's, runs.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> real, right? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Horizon Forbidden West is a game that I, I, you know, I know he's definitely paying attention yeah. to, so... Uh, It'll be a game that I'll probably be watching on on Twitch more than anything else.
1: Absolutely. Horizon, Forbidden West, and Elden Ring both set to make for some pretty good gaming here in February, whether you're watching it on streams, whether you're playing it in this month or later down the road. Uh, It seems like both of those should land pretty well overall. Uh, One that might not land so well, it seems to get some mixed praise here and there, is WoW patch 9.2. John, this one is set to drop on February 22nd. Uh, It's going to introduce a new zone. And I could pronounce this completely wrong, but it looks like Zareth Mortis. You're going to see some new allies in the Enlightened, a new raid in Sepulchre of the First Ones, and much more. Anything else you want to mention here for WoW 9.2? Uh,
0: it is going to be the last patch of Shadowlands. Celebrate, rejoice, it's finally coming to an end. I uh, expect an announcement for the next expansion for World of Warcraft um, before the end of March. Uh, it'll probably be... I'll be honest, it's probably going to be towards the end of March when they when they make the announcement because they definitely want the last raid to come out and people to defeat the big baddie at the end uh, before they make the announcement. But I, w- I would expect uh, late in March at the earliest for the next announcement.
1: So we'll keep an eye and ear out for that one. Destiny players, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. We heard it back in September. We heard more in December. Now you guys can fully play it here a little bit later this month. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen is set to drop on February 22nd along with that WoW update it's going to include a slew of new content from weapons to armor, campaign progression, a new raid and much more if you're interested, make sure to pre-order and check that one out here soon. And then last but not least in the upcoming section here, John, we have Star Wars The Old Republic Legacy of the Sith, originally supposed to drop in December 2021. It did get a nice little delay of a couple months to February, but I know you're definitely looking forward to this one as well.
0: Uh yep, coming out on the 15th. I will be resubbing by at that point because uh Fun fact, if you sub, you don't have to pay for the uh, expansion. Look at that. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, more Sith information uh, from the Old Republic. Uh, that storyline has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, super excited to see uh, how that develops. I'm Looking forward to all the new raids uh, and all the new content that are coming out in that game as well. The game is very much alive. Very, very much alive. Uh, it's not one of those Unlike things, Mace Windu. Unlike Mace Windu, who is missing a hand and still falling to his death as we speak. Um yeah, I was going to make a joke, but it's going to be a Book of Boba Fett spoiler. So I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> um, so uh, I'll, I'll hold that joke back. Uh, I'll, I'll tell it to you in uh, in chat later, Eric. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Mace Windu not make an appearance at all. No, absolutely not. But I'm, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be great. Really excited
1: absolutely lots of good stuff coming in gaming this month guys we've already seen some great releases like sifu that fun fighter that came out on playstation consoles and pc we've had some other good stuff in the works for a while like destiny to the witch queen and all that good gaming goodness coming a little bit later this month to wrap things up from now though we're going to slide over into esports talk a little bit about some trades some upcoming events and then wrap up today's show first on the docket on NBA 2k We saw a three-team trade, and I'm ready for you to break it down. Pacers Gaming has added Vandy from Grizz in a 2023 second-round pick from the Magic. Magic Gaming added a number 19 2022 pick from the Pacers, and then a 2023 first-round pick from the Pacers as well. And then Grizz Gaming wrapping up this three-team trade with a 2022 number 12 pick from the Magic.
0: You know, this is really the first time that we've seen three-team deals like this happen in the offseason yes it's happened i think once before in the in the history of this league but this is the second time this offseason we've seen a three-team trade uh go down and it's been it's it's been crazy vandy obviously moving uh to pacers gaming is is massive uh they're picking up a second round pick in 2023 as well and we're seeing a lot more picks being moved around too which goes to tell me uh that this draft class actually has a lot of potential. If if these teams are willing to move draft capital around uh, to kind of reposition themselves in this upcoming draft, then what they're seeing from the, the scouting and the combines, there's going to be some good talent coming into this league. Now, that also being said, with all the different changes in this league, with the introduction of 3v3 tournaments as well, you have to look at different styles of players going forward too. your all the teams are dropping the sixth man which you know my own opinion I think that's absolutely crazy but they're going to drop the sixth man so it's only gonna be five players uh it's it's going to be interesting I, I think it's going to be a very unique situation there uh one other thing to bring up here I I, I can't remember if we touched on it or not so I'm just going to repeat it if if we didn't um but this was the big one uh the other week where uh the first overall pick was moved from Mav's gaming to gen g uh and and to me it, it it's it's a little insane when you think about it but uh it's good for Mav's gaming because uh they they drop back a little bit but they end up picking up uh let me see here uh, yeah so they end up picking up. I hate these graphics, by the way. Uh let's see here. They pick up the eighth overall pick, so they drop back a little bit. But they're also picking up pick 6 and 33 from the Tigers as well. So they're getting two first-round picks, and then they're going to get uh, – let's see here. I believe <laughs> – I, yeah, I really, These are
1: definitely not easy to read at they're, all.
0: They're definitely – because it's it's uh, like all over. It's like It's like, just tell me who's getting what then. Okay, but this actually positions the Mavs to really get two very solid core players going forward based upon the skill that we've seen in the Combine and, and uh, uh, the scrimmages and everything that we've seen on Twitch. Uh, Mavs gaming have a chance to get solid players. A Number one overall seed, don't get me wrong, can be uh, cha- like a, a very massive changing moment for your organization. Take a look at WizDG back-to-back championships after drafting JBM. Absolutely massive. But when you have uh, a complete roster overhaul like what Mavs Gaming had, where they got rid of the number one overall pick back in the you know in the first draft ever in Dimes, that could have been a moment to really rebuild your program. I actually like this move from Mavs Gaming. I like the move from Gen G. That's another organization that's been struggling uh, to to really you know get above that middle of the pack to to like really be consistent going forward. I love the fact that they're being aggressive as well. And Heat Check Gaming getting involved too. Uh, Joey, just overall, I I am loving these trades. Organizations are taking a chance. And it sounds like this draft class has a lot of talent in it.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot more movement going back and forth, it feels like, in the league. They're taking the risk on trading picks. Uh, It's something you don't normally see in esports because there really isn't a draft. But in traditional sports, we see picks getting traded all the time, uh, whether it be NBA, NFL, any of the major leagues over there. I like the fact that they're trying to integrate that more uh, because they are trying to blend the two. They're trying to be e-sporty but also sporty at the same point. And trading picks is one of the ways to kind of move those together and kind of blend them in in one piece. Uh, I feel like it could bring some really cool rosters to the board here for the next season ahead. And for uh, OG
0: and chat, yes, uh, it is the same parent group. Gen G owns the Seoul Dynasty, and they own the uh, Shanghai Tigers in the NBA 2K League.
1: There you go. You heard it here, folks. So really cool trades going on in the NBA League, NBA 2K League, rather. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Over in Valorant, we have a quick roster update heading into some more VCT action. Optic is diving in. Optic, the legendary FPS organization. They've won in Gears Award. They've won in Call of Duty. They've been around for a hot minute. Now jumping over into Valorant, signing FNS, yay Victor Wong, Crashies, Marv,ed and Chet Singh. Uh, all those players, a lot of them competing on different orgs before. Uh, Crashy's really making a name for himself over on T1. FNS also not new to the scene, been around for a hot minute. So a lot of talent coming in. We'll see how they all mix and match together as they get ready to dive into some com- competition here in the very near future. Sticking with FPS and sliding over to HCS, we have the Halo Championship Series, the North American Regional Finals. That is a mouthful over happening in Anaheim, California. Uh, Due to COVID, they are ending up not having spectators for the event, uh, which is a bummer because John and I had a ton of fun going down to the Raleigh event and being there in person as spectators. Uh, This one cutting back, not an international competition, but NA focused rather. And John did already pull it up on the stream here. These are your main qualified teams coming in from the Raleigh qualifications. Based on Raleigh and based on the weekly play, we saw eight teams get qualified and then an additional eight that also got qualified in. uh, They kind of had to fight their way into the event. Um, These eight that qualified via Raleigh were Cloud9, John just scrolled the graphic as I was looking at that. (laughs) (laughs) Cloud9, Phase Clan, Optic Gaming, E-United, the Kansas City Pioneers, G2 Esports Space Station, and Sentinels. And then the other teams that did qualify through those open qualifiers throughout the month of January ended up being G1 Complexity, which is owned by the organization behind the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, If you can't tell from their logo there, OG Flavor Tone. Uh, Xset, Oxygen Esports, Fnatic, and then a few teams that don't have organizations: Incognito, Push and P, and We Love Anime. And just earlier today, Push and P was acquired by Torrent, so they will be playing under the Torrent banner, I believe, for this upcoming tournament here in Anaheim. Uh, John, we do have a good prize pool: 150,000 on the line, 50,000 of which was crowdfunded again from in-game store purchases. So the crowdfunding really paying off for the HCS scene so far.
0: All those cat ears purchases in-game. Thank you for funding the HCS cat ears for the win. I love it.
1: I mean, to be completely honest, that perfect audio cat ear thing, probably yeah. just funded the next couple crowd pools. It really I did. I guarantee it did like that <laughs> thing sold like hotcakes. Absolutely. Perfect stuff. Uh, we have a couple roster changes as well. Ryan Noob has tested positive for COVID. Unfortunately, it looks like he won't be able to attend the event pending a clear test a little bit ahead of time. Uh, Formal will be stepping in and filling his spot on the E United roster. John, you and I are fans of Formal. He was a monster to behold at Raleigh, Uh, and he's not just an easy fill-in for this. Uh, He's coming into a pretty strong E United roster. Definitely think they're a dark horse worth considering for this upcoming event. And then, as mentioned, Torrent did go forward and acquire the unaffiliated Push and P, and they will be keeping their roster together for Anaheim at the very least and moving forward with that one as well.
0: Joey, my big question for you before we move on here.
1: Oh, here we go. Everyone
0: knows... You are a Fnatic shill. When we were in Raleigh, Fnatic didn't even have a team, and you were still rocking your Fanatic gear because God forbid you root for Cloud Nine when Fnatic's <laughs> not playing, right? So Fnatic is now. Fnatic now has a team. Congratulations, by the way. We did talk about that a little bit. Uh, you are a. You've officially qualified for for Anaheim. How do you see? your fanatic team doing in anaheim
1: uh not super well but i will be rooting for them <laughs> until they get knocked out uh, yeah Fnatic will definitely be my top team if it is a match between Fnatic and cloud nine i will be rooting Fnatic. uh cloud nine kind of being that secondary team for me over here um or in na competitions typically the top team but fanatic is playing an na roster when it comes to halo So I'm excited to see what they do. This is, I think, their first LAN under the Fnatic banner at the very least, if not their first LAN altogether. So I am excited to see what all comes together with this team and see how this roster meshes. Uh, Last but not least for HCS, which uh, we've mentioned the scheduling before, it's kind of odd to me that they scheduled this during the Super Bowl. Uh, I did find out that wasn't HCS necessarily that scheduled it. It was actually DreamHack. This was part of a DreamHack event that ended up getting canceled, but the HCS portion is still taking place. So there's a little bit of back and forth in why that ended up happening. Was it a good decision? Probably not by either party. Um, But in the end, hopefully it does wrap up before the Super Bowl kicks off. With that being said, there are Twitch drops available for those who want to grab them. Uh, It looks like the first set is some guns. You have the HCS Winter Battle Rifle, Winter Sidekick, and the Winter Assault Rifle. Those are available by tuning into the HCS NA regional finals uh, anytime between February 11th and 13th. And I believe this is on the main stream for these drops. Then for the nameplate drop, you can also watch any Anaheim stream, but this time it's a partner. And then I'll pull you in a chalice icon as well as a fancy little celebrity esport backdrop for a faceplate as well. And then the last bit is the stance, and that is for tuning into the grand finals on February 13th. Uh, You get a nice little HCS celebration pose with a little finger up like this. It's good times overall. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, pretty easy, pretty simple stuff. Tune into a mainstream to get all the gun skins. Tune into a partner stream for an hour to get the nameplate and icon. And then tune into the grand final for an hour, which hopefully won't be during the Super Bowl. If it is, pull it up, Twitch on your phone, uh, and you can get that fancy little pose as well. Last but not least, John, this brings us to the end of the show. Just a quick LCS and LEC update, and we're going to wrap things up with a nice little bow here. And it looks like I did close mine, so let me reopen those now. Over in the LEC, taking a look at the standings, uh, not too much has changed since last week. Typically kept together. We have Rogue sitting at 9-0, stealing that top spot. Fnatic just below them at 6-3, tied up with Rivals G2 Esports. Mad Lions roaring just below them at 5-4, tied with Misfits and Team Vitality. The Super Team coming to life, John, but still sitting at a sub-record at 5-4. Excel not quite excelling in 7th at 4-5. Team BDS, the newcomers to the scene at 3-6 in 8th place. SK Gaming tying up that nine spot at 2-7. And, and Astralis... Still seeking their first win at 0-9. But at least they're perfect, Joey. They they are perfect. They They got that goose egg right at the beginning of their name. Uh, Not looking too pretty, but hey, a win is a win if they can eventually pull one in here later in the week. Uh, Maybe they should be our matches to watch. Actually, they're up against Rogan G2, so you could probably chalk them up two more losses. Uh, As far as games to watch for this week... Uh, Taking a quick look here, I really like Matt and G2 on day one. This is your tied for number two team versus your tied for number four team. I think both of them have a lot of potential to make that a spicy matchup. Uh, I think G2 is favored, but I would probably lean a little bit toward Matt if they can get their stuff together. I do really like the the promise that that team has shown with that young roster. Uh, Over to day two, um, I think your match of the week for day two has to be Vitality and Fnatic. Uh, These are the two predetermined super teams, per se, of the LEC. Fnatic and Vitality were expected to be the one and two teams, respectively. So we'll have to see what that rematch looks like. Fnatic did take round one in that one. Vitality looking a little bit more on point, though. So we'll see if they can bring it back together here in round two. Over to the LCS, John. Give us the standings rundown. We finally kicked off the spring split after that goofy lock-in tournament, and now action is a going.
0: Is it going, though, Joey? Because it doesn't really look like it is. Uh, in typical EU fashion, uh, the LCS has a four-way tie for first place. Uh, everyone's uh, Lord and Savior Cloud9 sitting on top due to alphabetical order, 2-0. and o. Then it's Dignitas FlyQuest. Uh, plant some trees there, buds. Uh, and 100 Thieves. Fifth place, Evil Geniuses and Team Liquid are tied at one and one and then, Joey, because there's a four-way tie in first place, there has to be a four-way tie for dead last. And I couldn't pick four better teams uh, to be dead last here than TSM, Immortals, Counter Logic Gaming, and Golden Guardians. Immortals sporting their new progressive uh, name tag on there with their partnership there, not being very progressive. Uh, it that's should be probably, regressive with that record. Yeah, that's probably something Flow from Progressive needs to uh, talk to the higher-ups about. Uh, Counter Logic Gaming still being Counter Logic and Golden Guardians. Well, they're just cute to be there. You know, they're just happy to be cute on camera. Like, hey, we're playing League of Legends. It's fun. 0-2. But, yeah, um, not much going on there. Very typical and par for the course. Uh, FlyQuest really the only big shock so far. uh, 2-0, but they did play two really bad teams.
1: I mean, I think Dignitas, too. I don't (laughs) think many people counted Dignitas that high. Um, It seems like they're coming out fighting, though, at 2-0. They
0: are and let me go ahead and transition over into because we're doing a live we're doing a it live it's completely fun Uh let's see here all right. Uh right let's see here taking a look at games to watch though Joey in the LCS I'm not going to lie they're all pretty terrible matchups because it's a bunch of 2 and 0 teams going up against 0 and, uh, o, o and 2 teams again 2-0 versus the 0-2. Um, I would actually be... I'm actually curious to see how real FlyQuest is going up against Team Liquid. Uh, obviously, Team Liquid 1-1, FlyQuest 2-0. I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. If my computer would not do that, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Keep the graphic on the screen. Please and thank you. Uh, let's see here. Who else are we going to go with? Uh, Golden Guardians TSM, Battles of the 0-2. Uh, somebody has to win, believe it or not, Joey. Not both teams can lose this matchup. Uh, So that should be interesting as well.
1: Absolutely. To throw a couple more in there, Saturday, February 12th. I also like Dignitas EG. EG at one and one, Dignitas 2 and 0. Similar to what you said with FlyQuest, I want to see if Dignitas is real. I think EG is a good test for them. So let's see what it looks like. Uh, Also, Cloud9 Team Liquid. I think you would have called this one if you saw it, John, but your screen was flipping around there. (laughs) big rivalry there. Not quite Cloud9 TSM, um, but Team Liquid and Cloud9, both two of these stronger rosters, uh, at least based on preseason rankings. Curious to see how that one splits out as well. And then last but not least, Sunday, February 13th, to add one more EG versus 100 Thieves. Again, two teams that should finish probably up in that top four range. I think it'll be interesting to see both of them early on in the season and how that matchup goes.
0: And if I can just say this, I find it absolutely atrocious that Jensen still does not have a team to play on. Yeah. Uh, the the mid laners in the LCS, I'm sorry. I You're going to tell me that every single one of them are better than Jensen, who has been to Worlds multiple times, was on the team that went to the final four in, with Cloud9, that every mid laner in the LCS is better than Jensen? I will go ahead and leave uh, our viewers and listeners uh, to their opinions as well. But I think... That is an absolute joke and a half that he's not. Selling.
1: I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like he also got paid a big contract from Liquid. So I yeah. think that's part of the hesitation is a lot of these orgs don't want to pay that contract money and Liquid probably doesn't want to eat it either.
0: Well, you know. LCS has the money. We've flown it around <laughs> before uh, cloud nine paid how many millions of dollars for uh, for uh, for a purse uh, rental s- seven months of perks Uh, yeah, I, that is one thing that bothers me. It's not an esports thing. It's a sports thing in general. Um, when you spend that kind of money, like you should know what you're getting. There's always going to be risk involved. Uh, I I find it atrocious that Jensen is being penalized for an organization's valuation on him versus his actual play style. That's just neither here nor there. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down, Joey.
1: Well, we'll keep you out of that Rexy hole, let's call it, since we're talking League of Legends, and get ready for our closing. Lots of good gaming stuff still to come here in February. Lots of good eSports this weekend and the month ahead.
0: As I slowly transition over to the uh, soundboard over here. Nation, that is going to do it for this edition of Level Up Live. Believe it or not, we're keeping it under an hour. Joey, we did it. But Nation, before you go, head on over to patreon.com slash OTN. It's start becoming a part of the Overtime Network. In return, you will get access to exclusive content that nobody else in the world can get unless they are a part of OTN Media. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow the show here live on Twitch. To catch the next episode of Level Up Live, if you listen to the show on our podcast feed, please do leave us a review. Level Up Podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you can find an RSS feed for your podcast. We are there for you. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we love to hear from our community so much. Joey, there are multiple ways. Our
1: community can reach out to us. What are those ways? Absolutely. Community, head on over to Twitter and find us at Level Up Live, LVLUP Live. Additionally, you can find the umbrella company, OTN Media, on Twitter and Facebook at OTN Media and on Instagram at OTN underscore media. Last but not least, hit us up with a follow, maybe even one of those juicy Twitch Prime subs over here on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media. This show, Level Up Live, broadcasts Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Alright make sure you tune in next week On Thursday
0: the 17th tune As we cover the latest and greatest in gaming Esports news do your ears and eyes A favor hit that sub and follow Button to know when the next episode is ready for your Entertainment pleasures we'll catch you all Next week remember be nice to your fellow Gamers on oh, pff, Online I completely skipped over have a good weekend But you can have that too be nice to your fellow Gamers online and as always
1: Level, level up, up.